Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I first want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me, giving me that gift of the Lamb, even though my body is feeling and experiencing a healing today. But I want to thank Him for getting me up because I still need my sleep number bed so I could just press the button and inject my butt up out the bed because I am just getting up. Have not had my breakfast or anything today, but I did wake up. So, first, give an honor to God. Now, today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday is when we do the show, From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you will receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry, as well as myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed American family therapist. Now, I want to apologize because I am still sending out the stuff on Facebook today because Today was one of those days I just did not want to get up out of the bed. I just was not feeling it. So I know that there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of individuals that is, that are enduring a lot of pain and suffering and financial stuff. COVID is still here. I'm watching the news. People talking about going to camps for the kids. And kind of kids are bored. They, they want to find something to do. We want to stimulate them. But we still got to be mindful of what's going on amongst us and around us. And I also would like for you guys to please keep my God brother Delano Blackwell in prayer because I think that's kind of what got my spirit the way it is. Because I had a conversation yesterday where I got to see him on FaceTime and just watch him and the condition that he's in, that took a lot out of me. And, I mean, for him to just open up his eyes when he heard my voice, and and then um, his wife, Cherise, was telling me when we got off the phone, he just out of our house. He had to call me back. And so that lets me know that he at least knew I was there. So he probably was looking for me to see where the hell I was at because I kept threatening to pop him upside the head if he didn't get about that video because he needs to do something. So, but just keep him in prayer. He used to be um, on the show with me quite frequently over the years that I've been doing both Log Talk Radio as well as when I was on Voice America. So I miss our fights. I miss arguing with them. I mean, we're losing a lot of people. A lot of people are succumbing to a lot of different things, which kind of brings me to the topic for today. Because with all of this stuff that's been going on, I'm noticing that we talk about being inconsiderate. I was wondering, do people even realize the behavior? And now I know that words are powerful. We have freedom of speech. People can say what they want to say. But is it nice? Is it kind? And was that even necessary? Or were you just being straight out rude? Because when I was watching the funeral service of Dante Wright and I was reading some of the news feeds and People were talking about blaming his parents, and, and I have a, an adult son, and I know my son is a hot mess. Even though he sent me a text message talking about I love you, I started to just give him a little emoji, but I'd be trying to be nice and just click okay. But why blame the parents, and yet these parents are grieving? And, and that didn't even just stop it. That's part of the problem. Because we've experiencing more police shootings. Then I woke up this morning, and I Somewhere some police officers was taking these kids' bikes and making them walk to the police station. And it's just some individuals are just downright rude, inconsiderate, feeling some kind of way. 
Then we had, I woke up and I'm listening to Lindsey Graham. I think it was last night before I went to bed. He was saying how we don't have systemic racism because we have a black vice president and we had Obama for two terms. I'm like, really? <laughs> so sometimes my mother used to say, if, if it ain't making sense, keep your mouth closed. Just We need to stop typing stuff and Googling things because, like I said, just being inconsiderate or being self-seeking, we really need to stop. Now, I wanted to give you first the definition. When we start talking about being inconsiderate, inconsiderate is thoughtless, just thoughtless. Did you even think about what you even said before you just let it just fly on out your mouth? Of others, and not only being thoughtless, thoughtlessness of others, causing hurt, causing inconvenience to others. And some of the time, it got something to do with what we say or what we've done, because sometimes it can be just flat out rude. And today we're going to be talking about what does the Bible have to say about that? And why are uh, why is it that some Christians generally are inconsiderate of others? Because you would think that the individuals of the ch- in the church should be the last one to just be rude and inconsiderate or self-righteous and and that kind of turns a lot of people away. Now, waiting on Lady T to join me. I know she said she was taking care of some business, so I'm trying to talk a little bit before we get started with this. But when we start talking about even being inconsiderate, what is an inconsiderate person? And why are individuals that way? I was watching, I woke up this morning because, like I said, I need to push a, a sleep number just like push EJ button to get my butt up out this morning because. I was all over the place, but I was watching a Facebook post where someone did a video, and I wish I could remember his name, but it was often the way he did it because there was a woman that went into kind of like a coffee shop or I would call it like a Java juice place, and the woman ordered some stuff, and the lady behind the counter was fat shaming her. You know, are you sure this is what you want? And just her whole attitude, her demeanor just pissed me off. And I used to say when I was growing up in Compton, I was a bully that bully bully. So if I saw somebody getting picked on, I would be ready to pump upside the head. But I know now you can't just go around and beat folks up, so I get that. But as I was watching it, and the woman's name was Patty, and the woman said her name was Patty, and the young lady wrote Fatty on the cup and was trying to make a joke out of it, like it was funny. So the lady stormed out of the place. And when she stormed out of the place because she was embarrassed, ashamed, and how dare you even say my name wrong, there was a guy that said something to the lady and confronted the lady. And I guess the lady had a come to Jesus moment. So she went outside to go apologize to the woman that she had just fat changed. And I know that there's individuals that are working on some things. And like I said, people are posting certain things on social media and networks, and people are being nice, people are being rude, people are, you know. And so what got me with this video that I was watching, when the lady went to go apologize for things that she said about her was being rude, a guy pulled up in this real elaborate, expensive car. So when the guy pulled up, the young lady that was working at the place asked the man, hey, what are you doing here, boss? And I was like, uh-uh, I kind of know how this is going to go down. So he, 
she said, well, can I come visit my own place, my own store? And she was like, sure. So he went, opened the door and told his daughter, get in. What are you doing? The daughter didn't snitch the woman out. But that young lady had just fat shamed her boss's daughter, where she had lost her job. She could have been in all kinds of trouble. And hopefully she learned from that experience. Now, when we start talking about individuals and why they are the way they are, that could be for a lot of different reasons. Because I, being a therapist, I know that a lot of times hurt people will hurt other people. And words are powerful. Now, Jackie, I see you are on Facebook watching. So where is my grandbaby? I want to see Miss Jasmine. And you know you can call in on the show and join in on the conversation as we're talking about people being inconsiderate. Because when we start talking about being a person being inconsiderate, sometimes it could be an inconsiderate friend. It could be an inconsiderate family member because family members are not always nice in regards to what they say. Okay, you said she's at school, so I don't know, is school open right now or is she just doing the homeschool thing? So, but tell her I said give me a call because I cook some banana pudding. So she wants some banana pudding. Tell her I got some banana pudding left over from last night. So I know I'm getting sidetracked with this. So I'm kind of reading my little Facebook feed because it's going along. So when we start talking about these different things, whether it is a friend, a family member, a boss, a coworker, and sometimes even a stranger. Because as I was reading, like I said, some of these news feeds, some of these things that I've been seeing on Facebook, and um, sometimes people be saying, well, I was wondering if so-and-so's Facebook account was hacked based on some of the things that they're saying. It makes me wonder, are they even aware or have they taken into consideration how some of the things that they're saying may have an impact on another person, whether it's their self-esteem, their self-respect, or even their self-worth? Or do they even care? That's the part that got me is do you even care about what you said? Now, I know I'm looking down, and I know my daughter will be like, Mom, why are you looking down? That's because I'm still sending out Facebook stuff at the same time that I'm doing this. But I'm about to stop because I'm just about to send it out to the groups later. At least I need to send it out to the precious division group. And now I'm getting kind of antsy because I didn't cook no breakfast this morning. And I smell food. Somebody cooking somewhere. And I do not appreciate that because I'm hungry. So getting back to this and not only talking about that is, and also what is another word for when a person is inconsiderate? And today I also want to give you and provide you some information on how to deal with a person that is inconsiderate. Because sometimes the way we would want to do it, we can't always do that because we can't be going to jail for trying to teach someone how to treat somebody else. So we have to definitely be mindful of that because, like I said, back in the day, I'd be like, mm-mm, you need to be talking about this mama like that or treating somebody's child like that or, you know, and then sometimes, and I also noticed that when individuals are acting out like that, in most cases they have their own self-esteem issues too, which is why they're doing what they're doing. Now, I don't know if Lady T is waiting on me to give her the number because she should have the number. Let me see where Miss Lady T is because she hasn't called in 
And like I said, Aisha is on the road, so let me send this out to her and text number. If you want to call in and you want to join in on the conversation, call at 516-387-1914. Like I said, you guys got to excuse me today because I am just, I'm just really not feeling it today. I'm just really not. I really want to go hop right back in the bed that I just came out of, and that's what I want to do. I just want to get in the bed. I'm not depressed, but I'm just I'm tired. My body's tired. Everything is just hurting tired. So let me uh, just send Lady Tia a text, so hopefully she will call in and join me on the call. So get me back to some of the information that I want to share as I am going through this, because like I said, it's just getting on my nerves today. I want to share some information in regards to not only how to deal with a person that's inconsiderate, but knowing are you inconsiderate? Because a lot of times, like I said, I grew up in a, a household where words were powerful, yet my mother, I don't think she paid any attention to some of the stuff that she was saying to us. Because they were, it didn't bother me, but it's kind of embarrassing. So I didn't really take it to heart. And so my question then becomes, you know, sometimes we say con- constructive, con- ugh, constructive criticism. <laughs> I'm trying to spell it out. Um, we call it constructive criticism. But by that same token, when you try to build somebody or break somebody down, can you always build them back up? That is real interesting because a lot of times, a lot of times people don't even pay any attention to that. Now, when I looked up, are you an inconsiderate person? Inconsiderate behavior is just rude. It, it, no matter how you go about it, it's rude. It doesn't take into consideration the feelings of other people, and that's one of the areas of concern that I've had. As I was reading some of these Facebook things, and, and I know some people troll people. I heard about that, so I get that. But are you taking into consideration their feelings? Because when you're considerate, you can be you're polite and you're thoughtful. You consider other people's feelings when you add what they call the, when we talk about the prefix. Now, if not, and if you know you're doing it on purpose, then that's a problem. That is just really a problem. And a lot of times, individuals, I, like I said, I just want to know if they are even aware of it. Are you just doing it to get some attention? Did you say that without even thinking? And how do you react and respond when individuals are inconsiderate? Because some people would just call them a jerk, or some people would call them out of their names. And, and sometimes they can wind up into a fight, and it don't even have to go down like that. But like I said, there are a lot of individuals out there that are just rude. See what happened to me the other day. I was outside doing my, my yard, and um, I saw my neighbor. And I asked my neighbor, because my edger is in Compton, and I can't find it, so we're in the garage. So I asked my neighbor, I said, uh, excuse me, but can, he was cutting his grass, too. I said, can you edge the part of my yard that's connected to your grass? Well, if I edged everybody else's grass, I'm quite sure they would just give me a thank you, too. And I looked at the man, and I was like, he didn't know if I was going to pay him to do it. He didn't know if you already edge it, 
how is it going to hurt you just to do like 10 more inches? And the comment that he made was just rude. Now, I knew a couple of weeks ago, I saw his lawnmower sitting outside of his house where it was dismantled. And I asked him, I said, um, hey, did you get you a new lawnmower? Because if not, you can use mine because I just finished cutting my grass. But he, this comment that he made was just so rude, so inconsiderate. And I was like thinking to myself, I guess Shivery is dead. I'm a female. I didn't cut the grass. He cut the grass. He would have asked me for some help. I wouldn't have mind going over there to help him cut his grass, especially if I knew and I saw that his lawnmower was was um, not together. But when I just simply asked him to just edge it, he literally told me no. But I'm like, hey, that's the same neighbor that one day my house was smoking like it was on fire because my heater kind of blew up. I'm not going to go knowing he was at home. That's something that he opened the door. So sometimes you got to know what you're dealing with. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Because everybody is not friendly and everybody is not neighborly. So I know if I need a 911 call, I'm not going to go over there and ask him to call 911 for me because that just ain't going to work. So the thing is, we have to don't worry, don't panic, know what you're dealing with because there are people that are out there. Now, these are some of the things that they're talking about, and it's coming from um, basically Hoffman Post, and it says, do you hold the door open for people? I've been walking through doors, and the person would just let the door close. Like, they're about to hit you in the head with the door. Like, really? You know, so opening the doors. And that's one of the things that individuals used to teach their children, to open doors, say yes, ma'am, no, sir, be polite, pump parents' gas. You know, a lot of that stuff, people are losing those character traits. The second one they talk about is, do you chew with your mouth open? Now, I tell people, I don't want to see all the food going down your throat. Now, when we start talking about chewing with your mouth open as being inconsiderate, a lot of individuals don't even think that as being inconsiderate. But I learned as I aged that, you know, when kids eat, sometimes kids smack, kids chew with their mouth open, they talk. When you get old, you can't be, and I, let me take old back, when you get mature in life, you can't be holding a conversation all the time at the dinner table because talking and eating don't just be going together sometimes. There have been many times that I tried to do that and literally almost choked to death. So it just don't go down like it's supposed to. So that was one of the things that I learned. Don't talk with your mouth full. Be quiet. Chew your food. Eat. Because older people, they don't do that. They really don't. And I don't know if they learned the lesson like I did. Another one about being rude and inconsiderate is do you litter? Well, my daughter was younger. If I rolled the window down and throw something out the window, she would have a fit. She would always remind me of that because somebody got to pick that up. So when we start talking about littering, that's a whole other thing. In Compton, there is so much trash. There is so much. Somebody got to go clean that up. Now, they have organizations sometimes that will take into consideration that they don't want their neighborhoods looking like that, so they will clean it up. Another one is, my face is itching, good Lord, I'm hungry. Do you cut in line? Now, that is rude, and that's something that will start a fight. When you've got individuals that don't want to wait in line, they just cut in front of you, like they just VIP, and you've been in line waiting, and they got like, ooh, really? Do you blast your music? in public. 
Now, not only blasting your music, I want to throw one out there for one, and, and I know my daughter would probably be like, hmm, and this is on their list, too, but teacher, I got to put it out there. Do you use your speakerphone in public? <laughs> I annoy the heck out of my daughter when I do that. When I take my speakerphone, because I can't hear with my big old head, when I put the phone up to my ear, the phone cut off. So I'll put it on speakerphone so I can hear the conversation. But I'm like, I don't want to hear your conversation. That is inconsiderate. I never thought of that as being inconsiderate, but it is using your speakerphone in public. And do you not before entering the bathroom? Sometimes people would just run in the bathroom on you. So those are just some of the things that they list. And do you use your turn signals when you're driving? When people are driving, some individuals find it quite rude and inconsiderate if you don't let the person know that you are about to turn. If you put your blinker, you know, that's why it's very important that you put your blinker on when you're driving. Now, also, do you wait for people to get off the train or get off the bus? You know, some individuals are just so rude. They'll knock you over. And this one, are you a bad tipper? When you go to the restaurant, are you a bad tipper? Or are you even mean and rude and inconsiderate to your waitress? Or the individuals that are, are working and serving you? You know, I was watching the news again, and I saw that in the food industry, there's a lot of individuals that are hiring because they can't find enough servicers to help prepare the food, to work in restaurants. So that industry is really booming right about now because no matter what we do in America, we want to eat. And we go go out to eat if we don't do nothing else. We go do that. And what's happening is there's a shortage of individuals. And because there's a shortage of food servicers, people are now hiring. So we want to make sure, like I said, learn a tip. Don't be so rude. Don't be so inconsiderate of other things. And those are just a few things that individuals do that they may not even realize that they're being inconsiderate. And like I said, um, talking to individuals, your conversation. Let your conversation be one that is not being offensive, not being inconsiderate, not being demeaning. So sometimes, and people may believe that they have the right to say that, but Really? Like, really, you think you could just get away with what you just said? Now, I said that I was going to go into some, some information in regards to what to do if you are dealing with a rude and inconsiderate person. I want to talk about that a little bit because not only are you inconsiderate, and there are some, some traits, some traits that they talk about of being inconsiderate. And like I said, being inconsiderate, can be defined as a careless of rights of other people's feelings and considered individuals may also act without respect for the rights or feelings of others. When I look at the police brutality, when I look at some of the things that are going on in our society today, people are just being disrespectful. They're not taking into consideration how other people feel. And yet, lives are being destroyed. Kids are being gunned down. Young adults' lives are ending too soon because individuals are inconsiderate of the feelings of other people, and they respect the rights of individuals. 
and they're thoughtless towards others, meaning they think they can get away with it. Now, I want to say, because this is not political in regards to, and I'm like Republican and Democrat, but when I saw and I heard and read that they were talking about that Republicans, a high number of Republicans felt that that guy should have got off in regards to the killing of, of um, George Floyd. I'm like, really? Based on what we saw, you you going to make this a political thing that if most Republicans thought that, and I don't know who do those polls. I really don't. Now, I know that sometimes I get emails and emails that have you do a survey and, you know, sometimes I don't have time to do all those surveys, but I'm going to do more surveys than ignoring the surveys because where is this information coming from that they would think that way? And I'm not, even as a therapist, I don't try to change individual thought process. I just try to get them to think. Because when you know better, you do better. And Dr. Phil was notorious for saying that. We just don't know no better. They were raised that way. They just think that they can get away with it. And that is so not cool, especially when you're violating the rights of others or you're taking away a person's liberty and freedom. And that doesn't mean wearing a mask and all that other stuff because people just take it to the extreme. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about some of just the simple things that we do in life that we take for granted. Now, I want to share some information, and then I'm going to get to some other stuff. Like I said, i got all these gadgets and gadgets, and some stuff is, i got stuff going all over the place. My question is, how do you deal with an inconsiderate person? How, how do you? You know, Jackie, I think you're still watching, and I know you. You've been saying something. <laughs> You were ready to fight. But by that same token, it's not worth it in some cases. And like I said, most of us have encountered an inconsiderate person on a daily basis at the church, at the mall, in the store, at our kids' school. You go run into someone that is inconsiderate. It kind of gives me that Charles Bronson when he says, make my day. Because you don't know what that person is going through. They could be cranky. They could be moody. They can have a mental illness. <laughs> they can be. They can be just looking for somebody to have a fight with. You know. Sometimes I remember one time my mother said to my neighbor, "I wish I could muster up enough strength to knock him out because of something that that man did." But some individuals are just downright negative. So how do you deal with them? What if it's even in your family? What if it's your parents? What if your mama or your daddy is just being rude and mean to you? Now, many would probably agree that there is no way to stop inconsiderate behavior from occurring. However, we do have control over how we react and respond. So you don't have to exchange rude for rude. Individuals say, if you disrespect me, I'm going to disrespect you. No, you don't. You don't need to do that. Because there is a way of really teaching individuals how to treat you. So it says, Jackie said, my dad is always rude and annoying. And, you know, Jackie, that's because he's hurt. But, see, he don't do that to me. I think that one time when he was speaking Spanish in front of me and I started speaking Spanish back, I think it kind of scared him. So when he see me, he he don't try to be rude unless he's been drinking, you know, because they say a drunk speaks a sober mind. So the thing is, when your dad is rude and annoying, you could just say, you know what, Dad, I'm going to give you some space. I love you. Give you some time. Walk away. Don't walk away in the heat of a discussion because you're only popping back of your head. 
But by that same token, you got to remember your dad is going through some, some stuff too. And what happens is he take it out on other people. So just make sure you exercise safety and caution, but don't, don't get into that battle with your parents. So like I said, when we start talking about why are individuals inconsiderate, the first step in dealing with inconsiderate individual is to consider the reason why they act the way they do. You don't always have to know it. You don't always have to throw it up in their face, you know, but you want to make sure that you exercise empathy and acceptance. It's not okay for what they've done. It's not okay for what they said. But sometimes there's a difference between empathy and sympathy. And we talked about some of these things on prior shows. We start talking about the difference. So you want to make sure you do you you know that. Now, when we start talking about just dealing with um, with the person that's inconsiderate is and they act like they don't care, let them know that you do. Don't let it infect you or impact you. Now, when we start talking about dealing with inconsiderate coworkers, that's interesting because you get that gut feeling that you don't even want to go to work. Hard to function at work. And I know my daughter's probably like, hmm. <laughs> because sometimes within the workplace, I call it, I say life is a process of elimination. You ain't going to make me mess up my money by not wanting to go to work. And I know that there were times when I was younger, driving school buses, worked for the school district, some of the jobs that I've done, people just got on my nerves. But by that same token, I could not react to some of the foolishness that they were doing. I just didn't. And people would say, Jeanette got a cavalier approach. Jeanette just don't care. No, I'm acting like that. I remember, Jackie, you said before, if they only knew what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> I can't. I can't and I ain't. So I'm not going to be dealing with all of that. So you want to make sure that you have a way and have a timeout. And there's a grievance that you can file with your employer. If you have messy people at work, you should be able to go to someone and say that I feel like I am, this is a hostile work environment or I don't feel safe, I feel disrespected. There are measures that you can also take in regards to that. Now, dealing with an inconsiderate friend. One thing, one thing we're dealing with family members and all, but a friend, you supposed to be my friend and you treat me that way? Now, part of the friends, we get to pick and choose who our friends are. And so you can have a conversation with that person. And I want to say, even as a therapist, is use I statements by saying, I feel blank when blank. Don't use you statements because they may not even be aware of what they're even doing or the impact. And, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes individuals act that way or treat you that way because they're doing it on purpose. So if they're doing it on purpose, why give it why give them the benefit why give them the pleasure of ruining your day? It's not even worth it. Now I had sent a whole lot of stuff to my email to go over and it's crazy because when we start talking about the cloud, which I don't know what the heck cloud is the cloud, I guess, just took my little emails because they didn't even go to my regular email. So I guess I got to go to a cloud account to find it. So I like my old phones and old gadgets, even though I was eight generations behind on my iPad. At least I knew how to work it because this is frustrating. So, um, okay, you got to excuse me because I'm trying to type up some stuff <laughs> because I can't find it. So we start talking about, and I said today we're going to be talking about from the pulpit to the couch, which is on Tuesday's show, and I haven't heard from Lady T. 
on a, from a biblical perspective, not just a religious perspective, why are Christians generally inconsiderate of others? Now, someone wrote this article, and his name was David Nelson, and he is the academic dean of Southern, Southern Eastern Seminary, and he wrote something in regards to love thy neighbor. That is a really interesting quote when we start talking about being inconsiderate or being selfish. Now, one of the things he said is that with this post that Christians are to exhibit love and consideration. We supposed to. When we start talking about that, even when we start talking about love and consideration towards others, he said some things like, watch the volume of your voice. Piss some mother of the church off. She ain't thinking about the volume of her voice. Or your mama when you in church. I remember one time my sister, she was trying to put the money in the, the thing, and she took the money out the thing and got in trouble, and she had put a tambourine between her legs. My mother took my sister to the bathroom and gave her a whooping. All she did was, ah, it's in the church. In the church. So the volume of your voice, and be aware of the nature of your laughter. Be aware of slamming doors and be careful about um, when we start talking about uh, when you're being charitable. So those are just some of the things that this person indicates when he talks about some of the things that Christians are supposed to be doing. And like I said, loving thy neighbors. Now, when we start talking about loving thy neighbors, what do that mean? My neighbor ain't that lovable, but I know that. I know my neighbor got some issues. I've had some issues ever since I, he moved over there. And I'm okay with it. I just have to keep my distance. And even when I try to engage in a conversation, I can tell by the way the conversations be going, he's not ready. He's not ready. And even though he's not ready, there's really not much I can do about it. Now I'm getting phone calls from clients and can't answer this phone right now. So... When we start talking about what the Bible has to say, and that's what I'm trying to get to, but I want to first give believers some information in regards to, and it says, eight signs that you are a self-centered Christian. Because sometimes individuals have to check themselves. we got to look in the mirror. we got to see what it is we're putting out there and also what we're getting back. Now, they indicate, and this is coming from Frank Powell, not me, and it indicates, here's eight signs that you're a self-centered Christian, and this is not in a negative way, but you're easily offended. I notice that most individuals that are inconsiderate and rude to other people are often in, are very easily offended themselves. Hey, cousin, send me you, send me something, the good love. Thank you, cousin. You know you can call it on the show, too. Okay, so being easily offended. When someone offends you, it should function like a red, as a red flag. I believe we get offended, generally speaking. We get to the point for two reasons, discontent or pride. Meaning you're either discontent because you're uncomfortable or pride that hurts your feelings. Now, when we start talking about a selfish culture breach, defensive posture, life is about us. And when someone attacks our worth, we get defensive. But as a Christian, we should take notice, meaning having worked hard or knowing if you know who you are and who you are, you should not be that offended. Another thing, you have a never enough mindset. 
I noticed that also a lot of individuals that are inconsiderate of others, they get to a point to where no matter what another person is doing, it's not good enough. Or they have individuals go through these hoops and hurdles in order to please them. That's not cool. Because if you are okay with who you are, give people the benefit of the doubt. Don't make people do anything that you know you wouldn't do for yourself. Another one, wouldn't you know for yourself, Senator? Your mood shifts positively or negatively based on the opinions of others. Being double-minded. Self-centered Christians allow the opinions of others to determine their self-worth. Now, their mood shift can be for a lot of different things, but you've got to be aware of that, meaning that they can scan Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, if they like trends upwards or the latest posts, whatever, everything's great. But as soon as whatever's going on, they're trying to be a part of the crowd. Another thing is you think God needs you to hold it together, regardless of the mess in your life. So when we start talking about self-centered Christians, by the perfectionism lie, hold it together at all costs. I'm not trying to hold it together. I know I'm a hot mess today. I really do. And like I said, I don't want to return these phone calls. I, after I get finished with this show, I'm going to make me some breakfast because I haven't ate, and I want to go back to bed. I am shutting it down today because I've got to get me some, some, some rest. Another thing is you have a few meaningful relationships. A lot of times when individuals are inconsiderate, rude, disrespectful, they find themselves alone because many individuals are not going to be dealing with that. That could be a lonely, lonely place. So I tell individuals, even when we start talking about people writing negative reviews, most individuals that be writing these negative reviews write negative reviews about everybody. I think when, when they were doing a Yelp, I tell individuals, well, if I'm looking for a restaurant to go to, I don't just listen to all and read all the reviews and the comments and all of that stuff because people, everybody's not going to be honest. Someone was telling me about reviews that was out there about me as a therapist, and I started laughing because one time my intern had me read some of the reviews. Interesting. Some of the people that wrote negative reviews didn't even see me. Didn't even know me. I wasn't even there. <laughs> they talked to my intern and blamed it on me. But it's funny because that's why we have free will, so you can make up your own mind. And individuals also, basically, it says you are your own worst cynic, your own worst critic. You're harder on yourself, and you think that individuals are going to judge you. So because you think people are going to judge you, are hard on other people, and that's not fair. And also, when you're self-centered, you don't practice gratitude. Gratitude and perspective are what they call a yin and yang. One says no one is immune from the difficulties of tragedy. So we all going to go through something. And that was one of the things that I would truly say that got me when I was reading some of those news feeds or those on Facebook is, what if you was burying your loved one? Would you want someone to make these kind of comments or be pointing a finger at you or judging you for what you did or didn't do as a parent? Really? And I don't think individuals take that into consideration. And also, when you know you're self-centered or how to know, you aren't compassionate or empathetic. There are some individuals that are just, they just, 
They don't have. They walk around. They see you walking on one side of the street. They'll cross and go on the other side of the street. To them, you really don't matter. But like I said, that is a lonely place to be. Now, like I said, I, I guess Lady T got sidetracked, but that's okay. So I'm going to just give you some information in regards to Bible verses. And I tell individuals that I am not a holier-than-thou Bible public Bible Christian. I'm not. But by that same token, I will give you some information because we need to know what thus says the Lord and what the book, the, the big book says about that. Now, when we start talking about even in the Bible, and it talks about being considerate, in Philippians 2 and 4, it indicates, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also in the interest of others. Now, that is a big scripture because I call it like being assertive. When you have the ability to not only just don't think about what's good for you, think about what's good for the people. That's what politicians are supposed to do. Law enforcement officers are protecting third, or the folks protecting third. Not to be beating people down, gunning people down, using the wrong someone you thought you had a taser, but you had a gun. No, no, that's not what we're supposed to be doing because it's hurting other individuals. Now, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 indicates do nothing from rivalry or of conceit, but in humility, and count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also in the interests of others, which is kind of what the same scripture that I had just read. And that is powerful. Because like I said, when you out there doing things like that, I tell my son all the time, when you out there or you hurt these women or you doing anything, you have a daughter. You have a mother. You have a sister. So, but don't come looking for me talking about what he did because I'm not the one. <laughs> but I say, go kid. We have to take into consideration that you're not on this earth alone. You got other people, and you don't know what other people may be thinking. Now, in another scripture, it reads, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy towards all people. I always say when we talk about being considerate or inconsiderate, when you're inconsiderate, would you want to be treated like that? We need to go back to treating people the way we would like to be treated. And if you feel you deserve to be hurt, if you feel you deserve to be talked down to, no, know your worth. You don't. Now, in 1 Corinthians 10, 24, it speaks, let no one seek his own good but the good of his neighbor. So a lot of times we have individuals that are so self-centered, so self-righteous, like they, what they call my, they used to say, like your SHIT don't stink. Can you walk around something like that? And in Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. When I was talking about the the, the video that I was watching where the young lady was sad shamed, she forgave the woman that did it. She didn't go in there like, this is my daddy's restaurant and I'm a family heir. She didn't do that. That woman walked in there like she's a regular customer. 
and she did not get good customer service. Not at all. She could have easily went and told her father what that young lady did to her. And I'm quite sure her father would have handled it because, first of all, she represented his establishment. And yet he treated his only child like that. So she forgave her. She had compassion for her. But it made that young lady think. Think about what you just did. Now, in James 3.17, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good, fruits, impartial and sincere. Now, I know as I'm reading this, a lot of people say, well, you know, what's that got to do with anything? But in Matthew 26, 36 to 46, then Jesus went with them to the place, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons, he began to be sorrow and trouble. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. I'm going a little further. He fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not I as I will, but as your will. Now, looking at some of these scriptures and getting into some of these different information, you know, we talk about life and death is in the power of the tongue. I just basically wanted the listeners to know we need to do better with how we treat people. We need to do better with how we put our mouth on people. Whether it's putting people your mouth on people's kids, on their spouses, their significant others, or them, we really need to do better. I'm not saying we have to live in a society where everything's just peaches and creams and, and all of this, but respect. Respect. It's just like it just diminished. It, it's, it's just, it, it really bothers me. It really bothers me of how some individuals treat other people. I had a, and, I, and I'm going to share, because <laughs> like I said, I was feeling some kind of way. I got a phone call yesterday from one of my landlords. And I was not trying to lawyer up on this man, but he really did not know who he was talking to. And the situation was, I've been in there for a been there for a while. When I moved in, they underestimated me. They should have leased me the building that was to my left, but they didn't. They put me in the middle, in a small space. Well, I went from a big old 1,700-square-feet building to a almost 300-square-feet building with units. So I didn't think I thought it was that. Now, I haven't been in my office in almost a year because of COVID, but I still pay my rent on time. And um, I get a call from my landlord that he wanted to know. But first he said, I want you to cooperate. Hello, Joanne. Call Tammy and tell Tammy I said call in, Joanne. Um, he tells me, I want you to cooperate. But he wanted to know if I would be willing to move or relocate and let the people that moved in on my on my, um, on my my left have my building because they got other units, but I'm in their way. But I'm in their way because that's where the person put me when I first moved in the building. But now you want me to move downstairs and my rent is going to go up dollars no. I ain't had it. I told that man, I said, sir, before you bought this building, 
this is the second time that we went over this. Um, I'm going to inconvenience myself because they want this unit when they could easily just bought the units from starting from this point right on down on instead of getting the unit and thinking you're just booting me out the way. It ain't going to happen like that. So I told them, if you want to rent me the unit downstairs, and I pay the same amount of rent that I'm already paying. I go for that one because that's a come up. But I ain't gonna let you just bully me out that building. No, because you mess with me, you mess with me, I lose the whole building. So, but my point is, a lot that to me, they were being inconsiderate. They were like, because they think that they're a bigger company than I am, that they could have just, oh, we could just get our own out the way. Mm-mm. Ain't gonna work like that. Sometimes. When individuals are being inconsiderate of your feelings or inconsiderate of who you are, and like I said, when you are a person in Christ, people don't understand. You don't do it you. You think you try to other people. Like I said, I'm not boasting. I'm not bragging. I'm just not the one. I learned a long time ago how to fight differently. And like I had to let the man know, this is not my first rodeo. It's so not. Because I play everyone in the field. So it's not my first rodeo. But at the same token, you're going to just kill me because someone wants to be inconsiderate of what I do. If that's the case, you can give me a job. I can work and help you with some of your mind and help you maintain. Oh, she said she did call on the show. No, she didn't. You know what? Joanne Taylor came me. No, she did not. The call didn't even go through. I have not seen her number up on the switchboard. So now, because she said that, I'm calling because I want to hear her input. Okay, let me call Lady T, because Lady T said she called in, and I did not hear Lady T call in. Even though we have 10 minutes left on the show, we're going to get Lady T on the air. She said, she said, no, Lady T didn't do nothing. <laughs> Joanne, now tell her I'm calling her. <laughs> oh, now she want to answer the phone. Tell her, okay. All right, Joanne, tell Lady T. No, she didn't call because I'm looking at the switchboard, and now I just called. She's not answering. But I know she's doing something for Mother. That much I know. So that's why I wasn't really worried about it. But um, she didn't call in because I've been looking at the switchboard. Now, Joanne, do you have anything you want to say? Oh, now she's calling back. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Hello? Why are you keep? The call keeps failing. Hey, Lady T. Okay, now something's going on with my phone, but it's not going on with the... It won't go through. Okay, so let me... I thought I was texting her and I fell out. Okay, you know what, Tam, Joanne? Me and these phones are getting on my nerve. Clients want to call me. I can't talk right now. Okay. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice. It keeps going. Joanne, look, it's like it's failing. If I don't know what's going on. The call won't go through. So I don't know if it's somewhere she's at or if it's my phone or my call dropped when I called her, too. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, Joanne, but it's it's just not it's not working. Yeah, she may be in a bad area. 
Okay, all right, so I'm going to just keep on going, and um, I apologize I wasn't able to get Lady T on the air today. Like I said, I know she has something to do, and because of that, we weren't able to um, get her on. But I want to share with you as it goes into and talking about what the Bible has to say about being inconsiderate. And I want to speak a little bit. The topic is being inconsiderate. Oh, you said closed mouth, don't get fed, and you have the right to speak up, take courage, and conquer ignorance. You got it. You know I do. Joanne, you know. You know, you know, you know, you know. You know, so, but yeah, I'm not going to let them. That's another way of extorting me, just to basically try to get me to move into a bigger building and raise my rent. I didn't say I wanted to move into a bigger building. You could have rented me the other one on the end, but you told me when I moved in it wasn't available. It was available. You just didn't show it to me. So, um, but it's okay. It is okay because, you know, like I said, I get to sit and I get to do therapy from the comfort of my own home. I'm not going to just give up the buildings because I know pretty soon things are probably going to go back to somewhat normal and individuals do want to be seen face-to-face. So I'm okay with that, but I'm not going to just let you just treat me like I'm old ball here stepchild. That ain't happening. So, and like I said, being inconsiderate, and that was very inconsiderate of them to even call me. I remember one time I got a call from my Fullerton office when I was told by a person that um, they were gonna, I was going to have to move in because somebody else had bought a building. So, yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not going to lose no sleep behind it. Now, when we start talking about, even in the Bible, and it talks about 1 Corinthians 6, 1, verse, chapter 1 through 20, when one of you have a grievance against another, he dared to go before the law, before the unrighteousness, instead of the saints. Or do you know that the saints will judge the world? If, and if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Or do you know that we are to judge angels? Now, how much more that matters pertaining to this life? So, if you have to, when we start talking about to choose, or you have to go into that, so in these cases, why do you lay them for those who you have no stand in the church? Now, one of the things, and when I listen to this chapter, I read this chapter, when you're having problems in the church and individuals are being inconsiderate, you're supposed to take it to your elders and you have to let them know. They want to do things in a civil manner. Not in a way to where it's not pleasing God, all about you, being selfish. Because only what you do in Christ is going to last. Anything else, it's going to crumble. It will definitely crumble. And that's where individuals get caught up because they're so busy trying to do an I and being selfish or inconsiderate. And I'm going to go back to my situation. It's interesting because when I was talking to the landlord, and he was like, oh, well, they got to go to the board. I said, I already know that. You deal with individuals that work there. You're not dealing with the board of directors. It's a nonprofit organization. They can't even make those type of decisions. The first time they tried to do that to me, prayed on it. I was like, okay, so this is how we go roll. They changed their mind. Because they didn't realize I hold the application during the hard program myself. They didn't know all of that. Okay, now I'm telling you, call it here. Okay, Lady T, how you doing? Uh-oh. 
yourself less. So don't think of yourself as less bad, but don't put yourself in a position where, you know, it's just all bad. Now, what does that book say? And Philippians 4 and 5, let everyone see that you are considering it all that you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Also, they indicate, be peaceful and gentle, show consideration to all men. And in Peter's, 1 Peter 3, 7, husbands, in the same way be considerate as you live with your wives. And treat them with respect as the weaker partner, as the heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. See, so I'm going to end the show with this. When we start talking about a prayer for somebody, don't let God, don't let your prayers by being mean, hateful, and ill-spirited of another. Because then he come back and bite you in the butt. Because the same person that you step on, did them wrong, when you need them, God is a forgiving God. And you want to forgive you too. So, again, I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of your Precious Freedom's Blog Talk Radio. Maybe we wasn't able to make it this week. Again, keep my godmother, Delano Blackwell, in prayer. Because, um, oof, Lord Jesus, I can't, I can't, I can't. I know it ain't about me, but I don't have to go through losing another one. I, I really don't. Um, pretty soon, today is the 27th. The 30th will be the anniversary of Xavier's passing. That's going to be hard for me, too. So. But I'm going to make it through. I will make it through. I will prevail in his name. So thank you. Appreciate you. See you next week.